0: This is an ode to Napa cabbage. Of all the cabbages on all the cabbage farms, only you have the crisp crunch worthy of our Bibigo Korean dumplings. No other cabbage would do, because no other cabbage tastes like you. We love you, Napa cabbage. Just don't tell Green Onion. Napa cabbage, one of many obsessively crafted ingredients in every hearty, flavorful Korean dumpling from Bibigo. Go handcrafted. Go Bibigo. Authentic Korean dumplings now in the freezer aisle. innovation podcast with Mark Reed Edwards and Garnett Harriman. Let's start the show.
2: Hi, Garnett. How you doing?
1: Great, Mark. How you doing?
2: I'm doing well. You recovered from CES?
1: Mostly. Uh, It's a pretty overwhelming and exhausting experience, but feeling a lot better now than I did when I caught that cold.
2: Those two episodes got you know a great reaction, and but they were kind of oddball episodes. I think we'll do some more of that where you're out in the field or I'm out in the field and we interview people. But the bulk of what we're going to do is talk to experts kind of uh, in a setting like this. And our first couple of episodes where we do that, are about experiential marketing with James Kern and Chris Clegg. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Sure. I'm going to start with just the market landscape, and then we'll wind up with a little bit more about James and Chris. So 2018, for anyone who does anything in, in business and you know, any, anyone who's a marketing expert in particular, it's sort of the year of experiential marketing and this notion of basically advertising through experiences engaging through experiences versus things like digital ads and what have you. And so that continues apace in 2019. I have a quick quote I'll read to you from CMO Magazine, which is, you know, a pretty big industry rag. It's all about refocusing your strategy around experiences and ongoing relationship with your customer rather than just buying for a single transaction. That statement unto itself is pretty revolutionary given the history of advertising. But that's the kind of mindset that I think is prevailing in experiential marketing and why it's so important going forward into 2019. With that said, we have a couple of folks who are in the avant-garde of really defining that. James Kern is the CEO and founder of Experientialism, now rebranded as Xism, seven-year, eight-year veteran of the experiential marketing industry with big clients like Adobe and Microsoft. And then we have Chris Cleggs, uh, CEO and founder of Portma, which is short for Portland Marketing Analytics. And they are a data science firm, basically in the forefront of defining methodologies for understanding how events affect consumers and the relationships with consumers. And that's what we have coming up.
2: All right. Why don't we get to that interview? Sounds good. Yeah, so much brain power. We may we may break the internet today. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> given how glib and you know uh, articulate everyone is, maybe more the Twitter sphere.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. So, okay,
2: the question I have is uh, just a dumb writer: is what is a brand experience? Maybe James, you can you can lead off, and um, we can uh, head over to Chris. Sure.
3: Uh, thanks so much for having me. And I would say a brand experience, right? So. Maybe we just kind of step back a little bit to what is a brand. And you know, historically, we probably all are familiar with the story of the ranchers branding their cattle and, and you know, having truly a, a brand mark on livestock was the beginning of a brand, but we all know that that is well beyond in today's market, beyond a logo and colors and a, and, and a word mark. Brands really now represent kind of an emotional connection. To a company or or any kind of brand, right? A brand could be a person. You could have a personal brand. There, there's corporate brands, there's sports brands. There's, there's all sorts of brands out there, right? But in terms of a brand experience in today's market, you know, we, we we've moved past the traditional advertising. We've exploded into digital advertising and all the stuff that you can do online, and now in the mobile phone. And in the last, you know, five to ten years, we've really seen this notion of experiential marketing. Mm-hmm. uh uh, blossoming in the marketplace and 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 so what does that mean what is it to, to have a brand experience well all of those things we've mentioned so far are a touch point and an individual has an experience that they can that they respond to their consumption of a visual mark or 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 some sort of brand messaging but now in the experiential marketing space we're really looking at a live interaction with the brand so that could be somebody attending a conference that could be someone attending a trade show and and, and experiencing a, a brand at a booth that could be somebody getting a sample of a product like in the in the grocery market you know where you they're handing out little cups of whatever consumer package goods that is it could be a, a free trial of an online digital product right and I, now beyond that level of brand experience the I think marketers and, and business owners at large are becoming more aware that a 360-degree experience for a consumer or a user or even a, a stakeholder inside of a, a, of a corporation, now every interaction you have with the brand, whether it be the packaging or you know when you're unboxing something, or it could be the support person you interact with when you have a challenge and you need help, or it could be the tutorial video online helping you understand how to use your your new gadget or, or, or your product. All of these things now are considered as components to the complete brand experience. And so now it's very important to satisfy our consumers or our stakeholders by making sure that the brand experience is positive and is on brand consistent with marketing, messaging, et cetera, all the way through the various touch points that a, that a person might come into contact with what we now know is sort of a brand.
2: Right. I've I've heard um, a colleague of mine say that he's worked uh, on big brands and even down to the contracts that people sign during the sales process, that that is part of the brand experience. And so the language in that has to reflect the brand. It's not just a legal document, but it is a representation of the brand.
3: Yeah, I I would agree. I think that's true. And and, and then you take that to also what's the what's the physical format that we're doing that are we doing this as a docu sign on digital are we actually sitting down and FedExing documents back and forth and just what that consumption or interaction is around the physical handling of ratifying these documents is also reflective of the brand so it really goes down to that granular nuanced uh experience at, at every touch point
2: chris what do you think
0: i think it's all great stuff i, I agree with change 100 i i mean from my perspective you know a carpenter with a hammer, everything's a nail. And so as a marketing analyst, I'm always thinking about, you know, why is marketing working? And, and brand experience kind of gets to the heart of that because what somebody gets when they decide to engage a brand and that resulting experience, that's judged based on the expectations that marketing made. And if that expectation aligns with the experience, then someone becomes loyal. They become, they become satisfied. They become, I mean, first, you know just relieved that they weren't conned and and uh, st- what james is talking about with experiential marketing is is spot on and what i love about experiential marketing and the reason why i think it works so well compared to other channels is that it gives people the chance to get a full sense of what that brand experience is going to be without that risk of having to make a purchase uh, it, it, whether it's a sampling if that's the product or whether it's uh, a, a communication around the brand values and beliefs and whether or not that fits with you as a consumer and, and your lifestyle, you're given the chance to to kind of fully connect with that without any of the risks that come from typical capitalism, typically having to go out of your way to to go to a place, put down your hard-earned money and hope that the marketing wasn't lying and you got what you expected. And, and experiential kind of cuts through that. So it's it's this, it's it's really, it goes back to, you know, Every brand is dealing with the fact that consumers are making decisions and and how they trust things and what their needs are across all kinds of experiences. So the things that a consumer does that causes them to choose one bank over another is no different than when they're choosing uh, a candy bar over another. It's the same person who's got the same kind of values, but that brand is going to be in a different place based on its historical marketing spend and, and what it's done to communicate itself and experiential and 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 experiential marketing is kind of moving people through that purchase cycle removing those risks getting them unstuck in that purchase cycle so that they can decide if being a customer is right for them and so yeah i agree 100 percent with what james is saying and and definitely look at it from more of the uh more of the researcher's perspective but but yeah we're in total agreement if you've recovered from COVID 19 or unknowingly been exposed to it you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing
2: for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalent.org today. So how has technology over the last 15, 20 years or 40 years even changed how we interact with and experience brands? What's the innovation there been and how has it changed the experience?
0: Well, it's gotten a lot easier, hasn't it? It's gotten easier for brands to communicate what they're about in um, more efficient ways, and I guess that I guess that also allows more, more people, more companies, more products to get into the marketing world. It's the the barriers to entry are less, I think, because of what technology has brought us.
3: Yeah, I think that's very true, Chris, and I also think that the reach has become more easy to obtain, right? And 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 if you're doing a good job with your marketing, you're actually getting some sort of traction with your marketing consumers then ideally they are using this kind of current technologies and certainly the social technologies and the, the internet connected stuff to help do some of the further marketing for you right that sense of advocacy or word of mouth marketing where the now word of mouth is no longer just person to person you know voice to ear it's now word of mouth in so many different channels that are you know we, we've watched this evolution of some longer form storytelling into the short, short storytelling. We were you know, just talking about Twitter, how it's come. You know, it went really short. Now they lengthened it again because they want people to be able to say a little bit more. Right. But I think there's so many channels now where we can connect and communicate with people. And and the technology has, has helped promote that a lot. The other thing I would mention is point, pointing back to Chris and you know, his expertise and what his company is doing so well is this concept of the metrics and measurements and, and efficacy. And so what I've seen in my business, and actually one of the reasons I originally sought out connecting with Chris, was my clients from the creative experiential marketing side had sort of evolved beyond just the cool factor of, hey, let's use this cool technology at this event, or let's do this big, beautiful, Awesome experience, and just hope that it has some impact and some wow factor, and that creates an emotional response in in our consumers and our attendees. But now they're getting wised up to the way of, hey, how effective is this, and how do we measure this, and how do we decide if it's if it's a relevant and effective spend or investment in our overall marketing mix. And I think that's a place where where Chris and and his team have done really well to help quantify impact.
0: That trade-off is such a bummer too, isn't it? You you can give an incredible experience that is going to make them loyal for life and, and do that with only a few people or you can tailor back the experience and do it with more people and and you you you, you I mean you got the the awesome wow James but you but you're stuck with having to figure out, you know, how do I balance that with what I hear brands talk about as working dollars? How do I balance that with maximizing the reach and it's a trade off. There's um different brands get it right at different levels. It's it certainly impacts what the ROI is going to be, and it, it's the hard part of where I think uh, experiential is evolving to. But important, it's 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 important to keep it legitimate because it's what every other marketing channel has to deal with.
3: Agreed. Yeah. The I think I think the 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 brand marketers and the buyers of such services are becoming more sophisticated on the, in their own right, but they certainly you know have heard all this noise about digital transformation and their CMO is asking for you know better metrics and and you know isn't there a way to do this stuff and and we're a little bit in the pioneer stage still of how we measure certain things how do you measure an experience how do you measure someone's emotional response to things and there's a lot of challenges around that it's certainly a hot topic and it's not going away and and the more that we can innovate in the way that we measure experiences is just going to benefit all of our marketing initiatives and the guys on this call, uh, our businesses all the more.
2: Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. So so in the past, you know, brands were experienced mainly physically, right? So you'd go into a store, you'd go, you'd have a physical interaction with a business. How will, you know, fill in the buzzword you want here, how will AR, VR, etc. change that? What, what does that, what impact does that have on brand experience?
0: I, I mean, I would love to look into the uh, to see the future and see where we're going to be 50 years from now because it's going to be amazing. I mean, we we know that w- we know that like the first thing that was on radio were people reading the newspaper, and the first thing that was on television was a video of those broadcasting on the radio, right. and, and you know, the internet is all about showing TV in different ways, and it's just starting. Like you think about something like like gaming and and Twitch or 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 like how we're opening up whole new markets and whole new industries because of where where the internet's bringing us and that next level that next level is AR and VR and and I can't wait to see um how it pans out and how it breaks out of these uh these kind of traditional molds and finds its own place
2: ah the future Next time, Chris and James continue their discussion with us about experiential marketing here on the Innovation Podcast. So come back next time.
0: Thanks for joining Garnett and Mark on the Innovation Podcast. Visit innovationpodcast.co to subscribe and
1: listen to other
0: episodes.